0: Welcome to Emergency Contact, the podcast where people tell good stories about bad injuries. My name is Brian Russo and Andy Fitch is here too
1: for a change. Hey everybody, I'm not a doctor.
0: Yeah, I'm not a doctor either. Not yet, at least. It's it's a it's a goal of mine.
1: I'm kind of I'm doing the wishing thing.
0: Oh, you're going to wishing well or not? star well, or? sort
1: of wishing. Like I'm going towards like, you know, like magical creatures like I don't ask Santa for anything except a doctorate, and, like, I leave a note under my pillow every night with, like, a fake tooth. Uh, But I don't get money for it, and I I haven't had a degree under my pillow when I wake up.
0: So what you're saying is uh, Santa Claus is a creature.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Easter Bunny's a prick, though. I got a note back that said no.
0: Oh, he couldn't do it?
1: He didn't want to. to. Okay. He's just a jerk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today's guest really excited. He, he's he's busy. He's, he's at work right now. He's jotting down stuff. I'm assuming he's taking notes uh, on this episode. You know him Easter from Bunny. the sketch group OSFUG, the Literati show and podcast, uh, Nancy, and amongst many other things, it's Michael Wolf.
2: Hello, hello. Hi. Hi, guys. It's great to be here. Yeah, it is great to
0: be here. We're, we're in some dump. Uh, <laughs> Michael Michael's office dump.
2: Yeah. I uh, Somebody's got to move trash from one pile to another. <laughs> I, You know, when I was a kid, my dad, uh, we'd uh, go up to Cape Cod sometimes, and he got us really excited to go to the dump because our hometown didn't have a dump. So he'd always say, like, listen, guys, there's only one more seat in the car. Whoever's the best kid gets to go to the dump with me this week. <laughs> and he built it up to this, like, rare thing, and there was... It took me like three years till I was old enough to go to the dump and I finally went and I was so, I was like expecting something so great and dumps are also really strange because there's mountains of trash Oh yeah. that it really did like hit me as magical for a long time. And so that's why
1: I grew up to work in a dump. I so, the same thing. Oh yeah? I've never, I've never been to one, but I always wanted to because it was built up like that. We had these- Like as m- a- uh, uh- has this really cool forbidden place.
0: Forbidden fruit type thing? You couldn't go yeah, there? Yeah,
1: like my cousins who are like... About Ooh, the forbidden fruit. I'm okay. sure there is some
0: rotten fruit there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't eat that <laughs> fruit. <food>. It's forbidden.
1: <laughs> uh, my cousins or uh, like family, friends who were probably like 10 years older than me at the Mm -hmm. time, would go to the dump and like bring stuff back for me when I would visit. Like I think my first baseball glove was found in the dump. And I was like, where'd you get this? And they're like, the dump. And I'm like, (laughs) where's the dump? And they're like, "Eh, it's the dump. It's (laughs) always on the edge of town.
2: (laughs) I, I think one thing that people don't mention about the dumps. Okay, two things. One is that there is a bunch of free stuff. Like they find, I don't know if it's like people scrounge through and, and, go around and find the stuff that's worth keeping. Or if when people drop stuff off, they're like, oh, here's also a baseball glove yeah. or a baby bassinet or whatever. But you can go into the like lost and found or like, I guess closer to that, it would just be trash and found <laughs> and just pick up stuff that you want. But besides that, there's also mountains of trash and paths between them. So you can go hiking through- It's like a little forest. <laughs> it really is. It's also incredibly depressing. <laughs>
0: Just type? from the throwaway culture, you mean? Or? Yeah,
2: it's, um, I, again, I haven't been in a long time, but how big the one was that I went to as a kid, was massive, and it was a relatively small town. So it's like, oh, yeah, you know, one out of every five towns has, like, a dump, and they ain't going and, nowhere.
0: Yeah, and chances are they're bigger than that dump,
2: too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, so Michael has a good story huh. about a bad injury. Now you you told us it was good and we believed you. Uh,
2: well, I said I'd say anything to get on this podcast. Yeah, uh, I would have told you that I lost all my limbs.
0: You, know, you, you, you haven't. I thought those were just very good prosthetics. Very good
2: prosthetics. No, they're the best prosthetics. They're real. <laughs> uh, they're on my limbs. Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, you want me to hop into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I haven't had. I think I've been when when I first talked to you about this. I sort of wondered if I was even qualified because I have. Been fairly lucky. That's wood. Knocking on it. uh, To avoid any major injuries. I don't like pain. I like comfort. That makes you unique. (laughs) Yeah. I find
0: most people hate comfort and love pain. You know when somebody
2: gives you a hug and they slap you on the back, like even like a gentle slap on the back, I'm usually a little, like I recoil from it. I'm like, don't (laughs) even, that's my spine. That's where all my, most of my nerves are. I don't need that in my life. So, I've been pretty lucky not to have too many broken bones, Uh, pretty much just ribs and a pinky. I broke a pinky in an improv show once. The end of a scene, I did a big fist bump (laughs) and like right in the air, like the end of um, Breakfast Club, and there was a low hanging radiator and I just smashed my hand on it. So you you couldn't
1: freeze. (laughs) I
2: could not freeze. And there were two more scenes. So I had to just like bite my tongue and make it through those.
1: So was that part of the scene or were you just prematurely celebrating a good show?
2: I was... That was part of the scene. Okay. Yeah, I think I was like... It doesn't matter. It's an improv How,
0: How'd the uh, radiator fare?
2: Uh, it made a noise like it was dying. <laughs> <laughs> I think it and I made the same noise. We were
1: like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, and then I had my pinky in a cast for like three months.
0: And then the radiator got the blow line at the end of the set.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the radiator got a standing applause and is actually now um, a headliner at the annoyance, so... <laughs> that's
0: good for him or her
2: yeah I don't I don't ask those things Um, anyway so I've been relatively like injury and illness free which kind of factors into this story in not really even knowing how my own body is processing so I went to Boston College and I studied creative writing and I did some improv comedy there and I started doing a little bit of stand up and I took part I wanted to do more stand up but I wasn't going to go out to some club in Boston Boston's like a kind of intimidating city have mm. you guys spent time there
1: we little been. bit yeah I We've like it there. a
2: lot but it's also like the downtown
1: area the nightlife is very brewy yeah oh yeah I think it's fair to say I I feel bad saying this but I always had that impression of the whole city
0: I think that's a, a like I think that's it's, a stereotype well, I just
1: I, like I don't I think I will say I really love Boston
2: and I grew up in Massachusetts so I like it a lot I grew up in the woods Um Boston is like...
0: (laughs) Wait a second. Is that where the dump was?
2: The dump was on the edge of town. (laughs) The dump was kind of in the woods. Um, I I grew up on a small farm in Western Massachusetts, a small town called Munson. And my parents, before I was born, had like cows and pigs and sheep. And then I was born and we have like, I've got kind of a big family and they trimmed it down to just like some horses that my sisters rode and like one sheep and like a chicken every now and again. Uh, But I grew up spending a lot of time in the woods and hanging out and exploring. There was like an Audubon Society and a nature preserve. And and then I went to high school in Springfield, Mass., which is the 18th most dangerous city in the country. It's gross. It's terrible. I ran cross-country, and so I spent like a lot of my youth running the same stupid like you guys are cross country guys right yeah,
0: i used to run cross briefly country. I, you, you I did, did like long distance on yeah. like
2: regular track i never did uh, cross country yeah i could never do long distance at track because it was too mind numbing oh well, yeah i, I wasn't even a two mile
1: runner. i don't even know what i did honestly it was like a chance to like fuck around with our friends like we yeah, would go yeah. long distance running and it usually meant like picking up trash like cardboard cutouts of bus year. Yeah. Or like stuff stealing people's election signs. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. we all had the
2: same stuff. We had a... a, a we would go to McDonald's sometimes. Oh, yeah, Tim drive Hort- through we'd, McDonald's. We'd go to Tim
0: Hortons like every day. Montana Mills.
2: Yeah. We, um, we had a thing called the Trestle that we'd run to, and it was a burned down bridge that you'd have to either climb out along a fence, and then the, the ground kind of drops off 30 feet below you and you'd either have to climb out and go around it, mm-hmm. so you're like, it extends like 10 feet out, or go under these train tracks and scoot along the metal girders, like holding yourself <laughs> out there until you get under the fence and pull yourself up. And then the seniors would make the freshmen sprint across it. Oh, geez. And the rivers, the Connecticut River, which is um, like, I think it's maybe 1% water and yeah. 99% like metal, like pieces of scrap metal just floating in it. So if you fell, you were screwed. Um, Long story short, uh, when I went to college, it was nice to have this time away from this small town and get to sort of uh, explore the city. And Boston does have these really cool pockets of places like Somerville and Jamaica Plain and Cambridge and stuff. So I really wanted to get into comedy, but it was a little too intimidating to just go out and do that. So I did the next best thing, the TBS rooftop comedy competition. And it was this mm. stupid... I'm sure it's still happening and God bless all the best wishes. Uh, but every year they come and they they put the call out and each school in the state gets like, or in this city gets a little show that they get to put on and kids can come and do their like three minute set. Mm. And so there were maybe like ten kids who came and did it and I made it to the next round. Is and stand-up? This is stand-up. Okay. And my friend uh, Julian Chiani... Is a New York stand-up who's a he's a great guy and he's still doing stand-up and doing very well at it. And I met him at that competition. And my friend Mo Fry Pass, who you know, mm. um, uh, also did that. And we we knew each other. She did sketch and I did improv. And so I did this first round of the show, made it onto the next round. It was ter- like I hope I never have to see <laughs> that comedy. It was. Did it get aired somewhere like on the station? Online. It was aired online. And like each school had their own thing. And then you had to vote for like who would win at your school. And then you'd go up against other schools who would win there. So I was at round one, about to go to round two. But first was Easter break. So I went to Boston College, which is, you know, Jesuit. So you get that that sweet Easter break. So I was home for a few days and met up with a high school friend of mine who I hadn't seen in a while. And we hung out at the local dam. You guys ever spend any time at dams growing up?
0: <laughs> we didn't really have any dams. We had a lot of creeks.
1: Yeah, there's a, a a good amount of nature. There's like a big. Um, the Is there a state creek? park now? What Chestnut Ridge?
2: Do you guys grow up uh, near each other? How long have you
0: known yeah, each other? Yeah, we were, we, we like were baby six, friends. No, since <laughs> like since like
1: sixth like, or seventh grade.
0: Yeah, around then.
2: All right. Um, That's really cool.
1: There's a lot of like naturey stuff. A lot of creeks. The 18 mile creek is like yeah, the that, place we would go. Yeah. And that ran underneath the train tracks we would run to to yeah, throw The, stuff the bridge off. we would throw uh, stuff
0: off was, was train tracks with no sides <laughs> of the, like, on the bridge. Active train tracks. Yeah, active course. train tracks. It was, like, stand by me. It was crazy.
1: Well, you know what that creek could have used? Metal? A
2: dam. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Block it up. Go swimming. Uh, this was a dam that I'd go to with my high school girlfriend, um... And we'd like, it was connected through a backyard, so we'd go and we'd like walk through there, go into nature, and and you could, I don't think I ever swam there, but great places to like sit, and the sun would come through, and then there's this big drop off, and you watch the waterfall and stuff.
0: So it's like a, like a lover's lane situation, but yeah. you just say, let's go to the dam.
2: Yeah, let's go get fucked up at the dam. Let's go neck at the dam. <laughs> um, <laughs> neck. That gosh damn dam. Damn. And so this was home from college, met up with a friend, and we smoked a bowl and ate a box of ice cream sandwiches. Because nice. when you're home from college, you realize, one, I'm bored, and two, I can do anything I want. <laughs> yeah. And eating a bunch of ice cream sandwiches seemed like a great way to spend some time. <laughs> so I did that, and uh, I don't smoke weed a lot, but... In college, I was sort of like, it was starting to make me a little anxious, but I still sort of liked it. And then I was especially bored being home, mm-hmm. had nothing to do. So I was like, I'll go for it. And definitely ate more ice cream than I should have. But I regret nothing in this life. And <laughs> uh, ice cream certainly not going to be the first thing. But my mind later that day started like kind of getting to me. I was like, oh man, my stomach's hurting a little bit. Like, I don't know what's going on. I Maybe I ate too many ice cream sandwiches, had to go to the mall with my mother and do like that whole, you know, family trip, the boring, every suburban town has like the same shopping mall. And at that point it was like really bothering me. So I was like, okay, either I'm going to have to like, I've got some stomach cramp or something is, is annoying. And I, my little sister had a, like a lactate pill for, Mm. um, what is it? Lactose intolerance. Took that, didn't do anything. Was supposed to go to a concert that night. I'm really big into ambient music. Um, and explosions
0: in the Sky? Or?
2: This was even more ambient. That I, I have seen them and Gregor I love Samsa? them. Gregor Samsa? Love Gregor Samsa. Yeah. Nobody knows Gregor Samsa. Oh, I love Gregor Samsa. Oh, yeah, I love yeah, yeah. ambient music with good vocals. Yeah. Yeah, like, and that's uh, a great
1: John one. Yeah, like John Tesh. This was... <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know no. what you guys are talking about. Oh, God. I know Explosions in the Sky. You're that's breaking it. that chair. <laughs> I'll pay for it. Um,
2: no, this band was Growing. Do you know Growing? No. Growing was cool. And then there was another a headliner, and I can't remember what they were called. Yanni? No, not Yawning. <laughs> really good guess, though. There's definitely an ambient band called Yawning. If I find it, I'll send it to you. Put it in the links. Everybody support them. <laughs> um, and I had to not go see the show because my stomach hurt. And I was like, you know what? I'm not feeling great. I'm just going to go home, probably go to the bathroom for like an hour and that nothing, nothing was helping. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. I like, didn't have dinner. I was like, whatever, I'm just gonna go watch TV and go to bed. 12.30, could not sleep. And my mind is starting to like race. So I'm still sort of like, what's going on? My body is failing me. Something terrible is happening. I probably watched Alien recently. So like that was definitely a very <laughs> real threat. So at like one in the morning, I go upstairs and I wake up my parents and I'm like, guys, something's wrong. I can't sleep. My stomach is killing me. And my mom's a nurse. And so she is like, okay, let me see what I can do. She starts pressing on my stomach, you know, the way that like doctors do. And she's like, does this hurt? No. Does this hurt? No. Does this hurt? And I scream and like kick her in the shin. <laughs> uh, and she's like, okay, shit. That's your appendix. We got to go. Yeah. And this is a small town. So there's not a hospital close by. All I know is that your appendix, either they take it out and it's fine and you or, never miss it because you didn't need it.
0: Or it ruptures.
2: Or it ruptures. And
0: you get sepsis and you could die. Yeah. Yeah.
2: If, it, if it's all of the bad stuff, it goes inside of you and it's terrible. And so now my dad is in his pajamas driving me down no streetlight roads, roads with no streetlights when my whole town only has one stoplight and it's blinking yellow, <laughs> so these are like so dark. It's not a
1: stoplight. It's not.
2: It's a yield light. We have one yield light. So he is racing down the small backroads of Munson and Wales, and there are you can't see anything. It's just trees. I'm the reclined all the way, just holding my side now, groaning. Like it's gotten to the point where I'm no longer acting like a respectable young man, um, and the main hospital is like. 50 minutes away. There's a small hospital maybe a half hour away called like the St. Mary Hospital. This thing we pull up, I swear to God, it's a wooden hospital. Like this looks like something from Little House on the Prairie. It's tiny. There's uh, one parking space. You know, there's like an ambulance that looks more like a covered wagon than anything else. (laughs) Michael Landon's there. Yeah, Michael Landon. They bring me in and... I'm ready to just like go under. I'm like, do whatever you gotta do. The, the, everybody who's working there is like so old. They're making us do all of the paperwork. And I'm like, can't you do that while you're taking this thing out of me? Um, and they, they bring me in, and this is where it sort of starts getting fuzzy because they put me on the gurney and inject the morphine, the first bit of morphine. I remember going under and trying to say something witty. And all all lights out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I just really wanted to say something cool.
1: Yeah.
2: And instead I was just like, please don't hurt me. (laughs) Um, And I wake up what feels like 20 minutes later, but it's the next day and I am just totally out of it. I can't recognize my family who's there. I think I'm dreaming. I like my whole body feels numb, but I look down and I've just got like this huge bandage all around me. I'm still, I've got like the morphine drip in, I'm in bed. It took me like a long time to get out of that morphine haze. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remembered as I was going under, being so nervous that I'd be awake. Like, like during, paralyzed. The surgery. during surgery? Yeah. Yeah. Because you hear... That yeah, happens. Things about that, and it's... Where like, people are, they're physically you, you paralyzed. You can feel but it, yeah. They're like like mentally awake. Mentally, they're
1: awake, and they can't, like, let that's, the doctors know they're awake. That's, that's terrifying.
2: That's terrifying. I think paralysis is maybe one of my biggest fears. I'm yeah.
1: terrified of... I'm uh, not terrified. I'm, I'm more concerned about sleep paralysis. I get sleep paralysis. I get sleep paralysis, really? paralysis yeah. too. Uh, I forgot where you... So, uh,
2: I was very nervous that in surgery I would be awake and, and see it all. Didn't happen. Still, like... I was told that I said a lot of dumb stuff. Like, like cool I told one-liners. the nurse that I wanted them to make me into a centaur.
1: <laughs> I was like, hey,
2: well, you're chopping me up, why don't you throw a horse on me? <laughs> Which is, like... Some good material. That's Well, <laughs> that comes back. So, I had... I was supposed to be in bed for a week and a half, and I had a bunch of, like, since I was home from school, I had my you know, my books and my things I was reading and working on. And so I had protractor. this... Protractor. I had my protractor. You guys know what it's like to go to college in the 20s. Um, anyway, so I had a day of doing my doing my work a little bit, but I, they also let me have the morphine button.
0: Oh, so boy.
2: I was like, I told you guys how I felt about weed. Let <laughs> me tell you, morphine, whole other whole other trip. God, I loved it. It was <laughs> so great. I could just... Press that. But also, my body hurt because they cut me in half. Yeah. Most appendix surgeries, uh appendectomies, are pretty simple. And they leave you with too little, they look like mosquito bite scars.
0: We'll, we'll compare after this. Let well, me
2: show you mine for the list. I've
0: seen yours because I've seen you without a shirt. That is big. Yeah, mine's mine is very small. It's just right here.
2: But you also do have a cut.
0: Yeah, no, I have a cut that's about right there. Yeah. And I have the little...
1: See, so I have a friend who has those two okay, small well, <laughs> incisions. Like you wouldn't, if he didn't point it out, I wouldn't have known it was there. And so my, uh, I think
2: the problem was because this hospital was so old fashioned that they just used the same techniques that they used in the <laughs> Civil War. Bone saws? Like, yeah, exactly. They just cut into me with a serrated knife. Um, but I didn't r- ever realize that a surgery like that is so hard to recover from because yeah. they're cutting through your core
0: muscle. muscle, yeah, And I'm that's sure. like a- that's There's a lot a, there too.
2: There's a lot there and it's it's complicated. And so I have this big scar still to this day where like little hairs grow on it. It's so weird. I don't, the bodies are so weird. Like, you know how hairs grow on moles and stuff like that? It's like, what a weird thing that as your body gets fucked up and then your mind's like, oh, I know what to do. I'll make little long black hairs grow on it. Like just a couple. Yeah. Just a couple. And so now I've got this thing pointing right into my groin. Like, you know how like sexy guys have those Vs? Yeah. I have just like what looks like I tried to shade it in myself on one side. And part of me wants to get a tattoo, so an arrow points. Down there towards my groin Um, Pretty classy And up top it'll say
1: groin below (laughs) Uh, I thought you were going for like The man, the legend or something like that Yeah that would be good, the man, the groin (laughs) That's just my favorite word
2: But it took a while to heal So I was supposed to stay in bed For that full week Day two I said I gotta go back to Boston Because I have the next round of the TBS Rooftop comedy (laughs) college competition To compete in And I had my notepad. I was on morphine and I like wrote a bunch of jokes Um, because everybody else was doing their same material. But I was like, "Ah, I got to hit them with some fresh stuff.
0: Like I'm Louis C.K. and I got sent out jokes.
2: Yeah, new hour every year. I was like an 18 year old who was like, you guys can't wait till you hear my new three minutes that I came up with. Uh, So I got them to release me early and I took my grandfather's shillelagh, which is an Irish cane made out of an old like walking stick and went back to school to compete in this at the same, I had like a bunch of painkillers and I had this huge bandage and it really hurt to walk. But I went right in to the city and drove up to the comedy studio where we had, it was called the comedy studio, was the venue where they did this next round and I competed and it wasn't bad. I was definitely hobbled over one of my big like opening jokes was that I was, you know, I said that I just got my appendix out. Now I had originally been planning to punctuate every one of my punchlines with a backflip. Now I can't do it. So I just got to say backflip every time. I <laughs> punchline. So that was like a kind of fun thing. Uh, and then I had some jokes that I wrote and the morphine wore off like the next day. And I looked back at my set and I was like, mm, that wasn't as funny as it was just sounds, <laughs> things that seems funny at the time, but proved to be a little bit of nonsense. Um, and I made it to the next round, but then we lost to Tufts because it was team versus team. Oh. Damn. So they just had to, more Tufts people voted for their, for their fan. They
0: all had more, uh, appendectomies yeah, they had team.
2: <laughs> That's what really gets you into the final bracket. <laughs> but then even crazier than that was that next week was my big improv show at the school. And we have our team, My Mother's flea bag, We... Short form, highest form of comedy there is. (laughs) We perform in this big old mansion and perform for like two, three hundred kids. Still, one of the coolest shows I've ever done were these shows because you get these audiences that are super drunk, have never really seen comedy before and are pumped to be doing anything. And you put on the show and you're just... I mean, you have to fight with a lot of dummies, but you get this rapt attention and it's really cool. But we had all these rehearsals that week and I was in serious physical pain still. But I did not listen to any of the doctors or anything and I, I stuck it out and ended up having a really fun show except for one time when someone jumped on me in an, you know, doing some- Didn't know? Yeah, they, no, they knew. They'd oh. spent the whole week with me. They did like an improv piggyback ride except instead of improv, it was a real life and I collapsed to the ground. And I still had these big metal staples in yeah. my stomach which is a very weird way to heal. Um, but they got my appendix out. I am left with just a one big old scar and got through both of those shows. And I think I'm a better man for it. Sure. Did you get to keep the appendix? I didn't. I don't know what happened to it. Yeah, me neither. That would be great.
0: Uh so I, I wanted to mention that I also had my appendix out, and yeah, my uh, my story <laughs> it it shockingly mirrors his with the whole concert thing. Yeah, that I was gonna go see Real Big Fish at the wow. next day. Oh
2: another great ambient band. Yes,
0: yes, the ambient trombones and trumpets. <laughs> uh, but I, I was around the same age. I was, I think, I was seventeen at the time. Uh, same kind of deal where I, I I'd had fast food earlier in the day and I thought it was what I had eaten mm. and uh, it was probably around the same time of night where I like had to tell my parents like I'm I'm in trouble I <laughs> I was like I was paralyzed on the ground in the oh bathroom trying to throw up and uh, but to make a long story short <laughs> one <laughs> thing that didn't happen in your story that I I really like. Uh, so, when my parents brought me to the uh the emergency room, this was at a real hospital
2: <laughs> uh, oh <laughs> uh, I'm so intrigued and impressed
0: i, w- I was kind of in and out because they had me on some shit and uh I had had to drink the barium stuff to oh, uh, to yeah. get the, the scan and uh threw that up and had to drink an entire new one but so, I was in and out of consciousness they're like let's just get them in we'll we'll cut it out and right before I went into the uh <laughs> Uh, for surgery, my dad, I, I came to and there's like CNN was on like the TV in the, the room or whatever. And my dad like bends down and he's like, Brian, we got him. And uh, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I go, what? And he goes, we got him. Saddam Hussein's sons. We killed them. <laughs> so this was, I forgot the date. <laughs> It's just like June 20-something, oh, 2000, 2003 when we, <laughs> huh? had, we had killed Uday and Kusei in an airstrike. And I look up and they have like the bodies on TV and he was saying that like, you know, if you don't make it, just know we got
1: him. <laughs> was that the last thing you heard that, before was the last under? thing
0: I, I heard before the doctors told me to come back from 10.
1: It's so weird. Yeah. Did you ever have like a Big Lebowski type? Dream sequence with no, and Kusei? No, no. Well,
0: surprising. Yeah. I mean, like, I didn't have one, but that would have mirrored it pretty well with the whole Saddam thing. Uh, no, I, it was the same kind of thing as you, where I counted back from 10 and then woke up seemingly a minute later and it was the next day and, yeah. and no one else was in the room. And I got up and took the uh, IV out and walked to the bathroom. What? Yeah. You it could was, walk after well, that? I was, was, I was like, in a state, and the nurses came in, and, like, I was, like, nude. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah,
2: dog.
0: <laughs> and I, I had an arrow pointing
2: down. Yeah, something uh, for you, something for you. Saying, here's my flaccid hospital <laughs> penis. <laughs> I'm covered in blood.
0: And, uh, and they're like, you can't do that. You can't... And, like, they put me back in bed, and th- there was a lot of shit that went That's wrong. That's
2: insane. I definitely couldn't stand up.
0: Well, I think... As you saw, my my scar was was a lot smaller than yours, and oh, it's yeah. horizontal, so it's oh, like slightly okay. different. So I don't know if there was a thing, but I had like a little like plastic grenade type thing on my side that was like fluid was emptying into it.
1: So it had like that's a called a nut colostomy bag. <laughs> oh, you hanging <laughs> brain, <laughs> dude? You hanging <laughs> brain, dude? <laughs> yeah, it you were, sucks. You were miserable when we yeah, it,
0: and I missed real big fish. Oh, I, I was just I was distraught over. Uh, you know, and <laughs> yeah. Can I keep
2: them to remember my Hussein voice?
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, that, was a, that was a great story. Uh, if you had any advice to give listeners who might be going through the same kind of situation, what would it be?
2: I guess what I'd say is if you've got a stomach ache, don't wait. Yeah. Immediately scream. <laughs> to your parents and make them drive you to the hospital. Even if you it's from what?
0: ice cream sundays. That's what I'd
2: say. Don't eat any, don't eat more than two ice cream treats in one go. Oh, you know
0: what I just thought Unless of? Unless it's your birthday. Your, your Penix is probably in that dump.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Just,
0: so, it's just right for It's the, the top taking. of the
2: dump, <laughs> just glistening in the sunlight like a golden jewel. I wonder what they look like. In my mind, they're clear pink and they look like what cartoon bladders look like.
0: Oh, see, I thought of it like as like a little pinky tip thing.
1: I thought it was something about that size, but like kind of a grayish color that sim- similar to like what hangs off of a, a lot, lot of, of birds. birds, yeah. A waddle? Yeah. I pictured it like that but kind of like shiny and glistening cuz it's like, you know, covered in juice.
0: All right, I think it's about time we play a game. What do you, what do you say? I'm ready. You are?
1: Oh, yeah. You don't even know. Uh, this game is called Celebrities They Bleed Just Like Us.
0: All right, let's hear the theme song to celebrities they believe just like us. You know, theme
2: song.
1: Yeah, we never really have a theme song. We'll find some. Like, we'll, we'll put, we'll put in, it like, in okay. later. So, Brian, what are we playing for today?
0: Uh, I think we're going to play for some mad coinage. Ooh. How does that sound like? I mean, that
1: sounds great. You could walk out of this dump with some mad coinage. Yeah. I'd love that. Maybe make my pockets jangle a little bit.
0: Ooh. Everybody what? hears
1: you walking down the street. Just
0: saccadrinated. Like, yeah. My goal's coming.
2: <laughs> some people call it money. I call it pocket meat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, what kind of coinage would you want?
2: Oh, thick like ones. Loonies? Toonies?
1: Mm, maybe doubloonies. <laughs> All right. Anyway, the way this game works is I'm going to give you a scenario uh, where a famous person gets injured. I'm going to give you a couple of choices. Uh, you got to tell me which person it was.
0: You think you can handle that?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I bet right. half these injuries were caused by me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In 2009, this rapper slipped on stage, tore his ACL, and had to be carried off of the stage where he watched the rest of his show from S- backstage.
0: Sans him.
1: Yeah, he was on a tour. Uh, was it A, Drake, B, Little Wayne, C, Mike Jones, or D, all of the above? 2009. 2009.
0: Oh, yeah. he's, he's playing the game. He's out to win. This is
1: interesting. I don't know Mike Jones. That's, that, you just did Mike Jones. His whole thing is saying Mike Jones. Who is Mike Jones? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um... Man. So add that impression
2: to your Drake resume. was getting big in 2009, but more than Duke I'm going to say Lil Wayne.
1: It was Drake. Fuck off. It was on tour with Lil Wayne, the America's Most Wanted tour. Yeah. Uh, I bet America d- most reasoning. wanted him to have some sneakers with better ankle support. Jumpman, Jumpman, oh, man. Jumpman. Um, all right, so. Okay. What is Jumpman? It's a song about Jordans that Drake Mario did. Mario Brothers? Like, yeah. Uh, so Next. In 2012, this actress fell on stage while performing in the Adams Family Broadway show. Oh, no. Uh, She had to walk with a cane for close to a month afterwards.
0: A shillelagh.
1: (laughs) Was it A. Angelica Houston, B. Brooke Shields, C. Cher, or D. All of the above? I don't think all of them could have. (laughs) I like the idea that it. It did. It all happened. <laughs> there was it like did. one the, reason she fell in the, the show. And they what's the wouldn't... name of the hand? <laughs> it, was, uh, there's, it. I thought it was the furry one. It's the oh, furry. thing one. is the hand. The thing is, yeah. The thing. That the, would not, be fun. No, the thing is a giant orange rock man. Thing oh, is the yeah. hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: going to say Angelica Houston.
1: It was Brooke Shields. It was Brooke Shields. Uh, yeah, cool.
2: I'm not good at this. Uh, I, I mean, there's not a lot of
1: skill. To, it's just guessing... <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm going to get this next one. Oh, I'm so ready. This is the last one, get yeah? Last one. So this didn't happen on stage. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Sorry. Show me Mark Ruffalo. Uh, no, the... Hey, guys. There's <laughs> somebody talking about me? Is it's that what It's me, sounds- Mark
2: Ruffalo. <laughs> He's not
0: British, is I he? I'm like <laughs> for a
2: role. <laughs> I'm playing a constable. Is, is really? he
0: John Lennon? <laughs>
2: Ah, no, please like
1: and a Ringo. Uh, so I uh, wrote a song about an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, so this didn't happen Let's on stage, in. rather it happened right after this person got off stage. After this live performance in Toronto, a singer went out to celebrate with her friends and uh, slipped on the dance floor cutting her leg, Uh, the gash she received required 17 stitches. That's substantial. And she still performed the next day. Whoa. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Was it A, Katy Perry, B, Pink, C, Avril Lavigne, or D, all of the above? Can you
2: tell me what year this was?
1: I don't know the year. Oh, you don't know. It was within the last four. Can I Google this? (laughs) after you answer. Oh, dang it. Okay. I thought that
2: might be a fun workaround. It's funny because I thought Avril right when you said Toronto for some reason. He's Canadian. But I also saw Pink do a performance once on TV. (laughs) I was not there. I don't, I could not tell you a single song that Pink's done except for that one about the party. Let's get it started in here. (laughs) That was her, right? Or was that Gwen Stefani? It was Andrew WK. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) same person. Um, But I I remember Pink did this whole crazy show that was like really physically intense and she like hung from wires and ribbons and all that. So I know she's really big into basically doing like the Iron Man of concerts. But I'm going to go with my gut, which has led me wrong every time, and say Avril Lavigne. It was Katy Perry. Oh, not even on his radar. Not even on the radar.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I think that's all the time we have. We've already taken up too much of your time. Uh, Do you have anything you'd like to plug?
2: I sure do. Um, First, I want to say thank you guys so much for having me. This was an absolute treat and a great way to uh, remember a terrible time in my life. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, Really dredging that all up. Uh, Check me out on Twitter, MJWolf with three O's. Um, Listen to the Literati podcast, that myself and Colin O'Brien, who won the game. Episode six. Episode six. uh, We host that, and it's uh, on iTunes and SoundCloud. It's called Literati. And uh, forever come, dog is that? Uh, yep, through the Forever Dog podcast network, and come check out OSFUG. Um, I don't know when's this going to be released. Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, so see us yesterday.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Oh, and watch um Scream After Dark on MTV. Do it. That'll be Tuesday night. So that'll be the tonight. Day of. L- watch it at eleven. At ten PM is Scream, and then at eleven is Scream After Dark. A show. That I wrote and produced, that I think is pretty fun and silly. Is it?
1: Uh, can I ask what it is? Yeah. So Scream. is right there.
2: Is a, uh, uh, it's the TV version of the Scream franchise. Right. And then this is the after show that we made, but it's a sketch comedy late night talk show, very silly after show. In, so. like with
1: like elements of Scream. Yes. It's so okay. it's
2: with the Scream cast, and then we do things where like we have a character Chet, who is John millheiser from SNL, mm. and uh-huh. we cut him into scenes. And we say that he's a character who got cut out. So we'll show them scenes <laughs> from that episode with him cut out. And let me tell you, if you watch tonight, we got a really, really good one, one of my favorites. And then we get the cast to do, like, very silly things and act against type, and um, so check it
1: out. I, I actually will, solely because you described it well. Like, normally, you yeah, the that, after that show, sounds, it's like, yeah. oh, you got kicked off of the... Br- You're not in the Big Brother house anymore. How do you feel? And like, Linda's a bitch. I don't want to go... A bit. Like. They're just saying the same stuff you they're saw bad. happen minutes ago. Yeah, and we try and make it something that is entertaining to watch. And what's while. cool is
2: the cast. We, we shot down in New Orleans, and the cast loved doing it because they were so, you know, they're doing the same thing over and over again. And here they get to, instead of just like brood and yell at each other and be scared for an hour, they get to come and be silly or play Goofy characters. or yeah,
1: release. Do stuff like that.
2: Cool.
0: Andy, do you have anything you'd like to plug?
1: I want to plug us. Uh, we'll, we have a, we'll have a little short coming out. So, uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. YouTube.com slash DoublePrizesMedia. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm going to
1: go crawl back into one of these think- trash piles. <laughs> 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 All
0: right, well, we're going we're gonna to end this how we usually do, where we say...
1: As much as we like talking about injuries. We
0: don't like getting them.
1: And we don't want you to get them either. So
0: stay safe out there. Stay safe out there.
1: Stay safe out there.